0: freaks it's monday september 25th 2023 coming up on the program today which celebrity corpse was sent to norway plus incels on youtube agree women are useless except for dry humping and establishing villages submissive gay dogs invade europe and a skydiving decapitation
1: Saturday at 11.53 p.m.
2: You know what? You are seriously such a fucking saggot ass, bitch ass, loser motherfucker. Seriously, your fucking dick, fucking can't stay fucking soft for more than two fucking seconds. you always fucking worried about fucking a bitch. You're foul, dude. You're so fucking foul. You got over me? Yeah, bitch, you got the fuck over me, bitch, because you fucking another fucking bitch. That's what a fuck you got over me. You're fucking loser your motherfucking ass. Fuck you, bitch. Tell that fucking bitch that you got in your fucking car to take care of my fucking debt, faggot.
1: End of message. Next message.
2: You know what? Honestly, you are never fucking loyal to shit either. About you fucking me two days ago and then fucking having another bitch in your fucking car today and then you fucking pecklewood ass, motherfucking bitch ass, not the motherfucking faggot ass, bitch. Motherfucker, I fucking can't stand you calling me fucking yesterday telling me I was fucking on some other man. Fuck you, faggot. You be only motherfucker the fuck bitches like you fucking do. You're a sorry ass loser motherfucker. You ain't worth two fucking cents and I hope that bitch in that fucking car that you got fucking rolling with you satisfies you in every fucking way possible and one of these days you'll fucking grow up and you'll fucking learn that pussy ain't fucking everything motherfucker. You lost a really good fucking bitch.
1: End of message. Next message.
2: You will never ever, 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 never, ever, ever find a pussy as good as mine. So you keep fucking these little bitches and keep that you're gonna get over this shit but tell you what you only fucking yourself up though
1: end of message next message
2: you might want to take your ass to the clinic and get checked too i'd hate to see your punk ass buy some kind of fucking disease you're a faggot and you fuck every fucking bitch you run across i'm sorry ass motherfucker
1: end of message Beep. next message
2: i'm disappointed that i took your fucking racist faggot ass to meet my motherfucking children dog you make me fucking sick you make me fucking oh my god and you better change your phone number because i'm you every fucking day and just let you know how fucking disgusted i am with you
1: end of message Beep. next message
2: i shouldn't hate anybody if says that in the bible you don't even deserve that much emotion for me for me to hate you i would have to have feelings for you and guess what dog i don't have any type of feelings for you none i don't have hate towards you i don't have love for you i don't have respect for you who the fuck are you anyways you're a figment of my imagination
1: End of message. Next message.
2: Just had to tell you real quick. I hate you.
1: End of message. Next message.
2: You're a fucking bitch, just like any fucking black man out there that I might be fucking on. You're just as fucking bad, if not fucking worse. Too bad I wasn't fucking more motherfucking black while laws was your fucking punk ass, motherfucking nothing ass, motherfucking... <laughs> I hate you! End of message.
0: It's the Distorted View
3: Show with Tim Hansen. You
2: know Optimus Prime is my husband nigger.
4: He's my bitch ass, sissy, pussy quiver. I'm going to touch the feces and masturbate with it.
5: She is a fat cunt.
0: Yes, Tim Hansen back here with you to kick off a new week. Programs have a great show for you today. You know, uh, we ended last week. With a uh, fantastic set of voicemails One of them said Hey Tim, uh, you're always messing around with AI voices Some of them end up sounding good Some not so much For some reason When I try to clone my own voice It doesn't really end up sounding like me Other voices I've done Like Tucker Carlson And uh, Jordan Peterson and and stuff They're great Well the listener on the voicemail line Suggested that I uh, record my voice as Mead
6: I do a pretty good impression of Mead, yeah.
0: Let's feed that into the system and uh, see what happens. Well, I uploaded a few samples. I started with one. And the thing, when you upload these samples, it doesn't really matter what you say. So I just sort of tried rambling on like Mead.
6: Hi, everybody. My name is Mead Skelton. I'm a musician from Richmond, Virginia. Some people call my music coffee House country. I also tried to make
0: sure to add some laughs.
6: Yeah. In the,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
6: Yeah.
0: I wanted the AI system to just, you know, get an idea of who Meade was.
6: So many great Americans fought in the Civil War. They were just on the wrong side. But don't worry, the south will rise again yeah now folks i don't want you to think i'm racist here or something i'm a southern gentleman
0: okay it goes on I, I did about a minute and a half of that here is what ai
6: tim as mead sounds like it's time for another vlog. the demonic fat forces have possessed me i can't stop eating cheesecake it's so yummy <laughs> Not bad,
0: but it's missing that thing where me, you know, mead's voice fluctuates like
6: sometimes it's here. And sometimes it's up here, you know, he's all over the, you
0: know, he's all over the place. He's a fucking cartoon character. So I added another voice sample where I incorporated more of the high talking.
6: I'm going to read a story for you. This is called Goldilocks (laughs) and the Three Black Bears.
0: Look, I'm channeling Mead here, so the story I recite is a little racist. Not sure exactly how much of this I should play.
6: Goldilocks found a house and no one was in there. It was located in the ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> it was not in a good part of town. Anyway, when Goldilocks went inside this house, there were three piping hot bowls of collared greens and fried chicken and a saddle. Of-
0: I think that's enough. You get the idea. I was just trying to talk high in a voice and tell a story that Mead would tell. So here's how the AI sounds after I fed to both of those samples.
6: I'll never forget that time the demon lady sat on my face while I was in bed. I could not move, and she plopped her pussy right over my mouth. I breathed so deep and smelled the stench of a thousand corpses. Still, a cunt is a cunt. So, I lap that dry snatch up real good. <laughs> I
0: don't know what the hell is happening here.
6: I lap that pussy up real good. No! Bad AI!
0: There's some settings and stuff I can tweak that might make them sound a little better.
6: Get your guesses in now for the Mead Skeletons dad's death pool.
0: Oh, oh this, I see now. This is good! Let me hear that again.
6: Get your guesses in now for the Mead Skeletons dad's death pool. When will I murder him in cold blood? Take a stab at answering. Lol. aha, ha, ya. Yeah. Kee. Ha flicks. Da. She's the fierce. Of a Very bad job. At laughing. Just then. Okay. Mead. turned French. There for a second.
0: I'll continue. uh Messing around with this and really refining. A. I Mead. But great suggestion from the voicemail line.
6: Excuse me, Tim.
0: Uh, yes, Mead. How can I help you?
6: You got any sweet tea? Mama thirsty.
0: Uh, I don't have any sweet tea. Also, Mama?
6: I've always wanted to explore my feminine side. You know, I have worn a girdle once, or three hundred times. Oh,
0: my God. Okay, well, I'm not sure how to respond to that.
6: Take me, Tim. Take me now. What? Pin me against that old magnolia tree. And stick your sweet D up my Confederate trader scum shit shoot.
0: It's interesting that AI Mead has become self-aware before actual Mead becomes self-aware. Technology really is something. Ting! All right, let's move on. You know, I, I wouldn't consider Mead to be an incel per se. He certainly shares some incel qualities. Maybe quality isn't quite the right word. Attribute. One of those attributes is just being full of contradictions when it comes to women. They want a beautiful woman. They won't settle for standard, you know, average looking women. Their standards tend to be way too high, especially when you look at the incel themselves. Like, you know, take our good friend Marshall Mathers here. Doesn't have a job, lives at home. He's growing out this insane Sasquatch beard. It looks utterly ridiculous and is quickly becoming very unkempt. Yet, he posts hour-long video after hour-long video detailing what's wrong with women. In one of his newest videos, he just comes right out and says, I hate attractive women,
4: even though that's the thing he wants. Hey everyone, it's the Black Joker here, back to you today with another video. And today, I just wanted to take the time to talk about the fact that I really fucking hate attractive women.
0: Me too. I consider them competition. What's wrong, ladies? You afraid I'm gonna steal your man?
4: And to be honest, I have- Cause that's what I'm trying to do here. For a while, for many years of my life now. Okay. I mean, even when I was a teenager, the only thing I really ever truly felt towards attractive women was lust.
0: These guys honestly be upset that women won't date them. They come right out and say, I, the only thing I want to do with a broad is her." They are otherwise literally useless. And you may be saying, Tim, well, you're putting words in his mouth. May I direct your attention to this very short, fresh and fit podcast clip.
7: Females across all living organisms are fairly useless.
0: This kind of lines up perfectly with Marshall Mathers' beliefs that Women are only there to be lusted after.
4: Because really, that's all they're good for. See? Is to just simply lust after
0: and to just- I'm sorry, ladies. This must come as devastating news to you. I don't even know why you're in school or working. You need to stop filling your head with these fantasies that you're like a human being. These are dangerous notions. You get a bunch of women together who believe this nonsense, boom. Next thing you know, they're burning bras and bossing you around at the DMV. You know, because that, that's where a lot of them work.
4: Desire and crave and wish to have and want sexually to please and pleasure you as a man. And hopefully, you know, um, make all your wildest dreams and sick, twisted fantasies and pleasures come true and become a reality. Sound good, ladies? Call Marshall Mathers today. do will that-
0: make all of your twisted desires come true.
4: <laughs> At least that's what I certainly hoped for and wanted and wished to have and craved when I was a teenager. And of course, I still do now as an adult. And it's even much worse now. He goes
0: on to say he just he wanted a girlfriend when he was a teenager, even if he couldn't have sex, he could
4: do other stuff with her. That might calm his ass down. Even if I didn't have sex with her, I mean, I still could have, you know, over a period of time lost and maybe, you know, released a lot of my sexual frustration and pent up tension and whatnot by aggressively making out with her and... Um, you know, eating her out and holding her hand and being able to hug her and cuddle with her like crazy and like this is totally spoken
0: like someone who has never had sex or the possibility of sex because I guarantee you what happens is you never just can when you got a naked girl that, that you're aggressively <laughs> his words not mine aggressively making out with and rubbing your naked bodies together that at some point you're you're not going to be satisfied with that you're gonna you're gonna be like come on let me just stick it in you what he's describing is incredibly frustrating for a lot of guys right or like the girl is like into it into it into it and then pulls back i think we should slow it down or i gotta get up early maybe we should do this another day god damn it and you know i don't I don't want to be rude here, but Marshall Mathers is a little cuckoo. I think he, you know, he might be one of those people that fly off the handle when, when you know, the possibility of sex arises, and then, and then it's taken from him. Yeah, a murder is going to go down. Bitch is going to get bludgeoned. Now, the real reason why I bring this clip up is is really to showcase uh, something truly bizarre that has happened in the comment section. By the way, if you want to lose all hope for humanity, read the comments on this incels videos. There are so many guys like him out there. 90% of the comments are very supportive. I honestly don't know what the hell's going on with guys. They're in some sort of crisis and they I don't I don't know. I don't know what what can be done, but there's a lot of incels out there. What I'm concerned most with though is a comment from Marshall Mathers himself. Someone commenting with the username Dishonest and Frank said, what are your thoughts on someone being sexually tormented by their sister? Mine keeps dressing provocative around me on purpose. Like there is, there's there's so much to unpack there. First of all, you know the sister is just living her life. She's not thinking twice about how she's dressed in front of her brother because she don't care. She's not dressing sexy for him. It's her fucking sibling. And then this guy makes it all about him. Like he's convinced she's doing this to torment him. Marshall Mathers, who goes by the name Blackpill Joker now, but I refuse to call him that. I like Marshall Mathers the fourth. He replied. He literally said that he has a sister too. He's dealing with the same problem. Wanting to fuck his sister. He says, so do mine. Apparently he has multiple sisters. So do mine as well. And it torments me constantly. And then Dishonest and Frank replies, yeah, it's like they want it or something. This guy is just looking for the green light to sexually assault his sister. Incel YouTube and Incel TikTok, they're very scary places indeed. I'd advise you all to stay away. Let me do the dirty work. Speaking of incels, let's turn our attention back to that fit and what is it? Fresh and fit podcast. This is like the official podcast for incels. How dare you take the crown away from distorted view daily i declare war recently they were uh, demonetized by youtube probably for airing things like i'm about to play for you uh you heard just a few seconds of this uh they continue on talking about women females
7: across all living organisms are fairly useless <laughs> they don't do nothing they don't do shit except for mate, bro yeah god damn yeah I mean, when you think about it, the female orgasm is not just a meme. It's useless. It is useless. Human females all the way to fucking lionesses. They're all whores! They like <laughs> <let> it <race. laughs> That's the fucking conclusion, man.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus Christ. What the hell is this? They really need to learn the art of sound effects. Fire that sound drop, man. An air horn, Jesus. Okay. Well, find fi- no, one. Uh, every oh. single
7: animal, man. Every single female animal is a slut. Pretty much. Or useless this is why it's so important to have a virgin wife yeah. you know how quickly throughout history women who got their tribes raided you know how quickly they move oh, yeah. on to the next husband they have and to. not move on like crying Ooh, like they're fucking the shit out the new husband they're like totally adapting to the new environment they completely adapt it sounds like they're a superior
0: mammal then they're able to adapt so quickly to new environments?
7: <laughs> what is the difference from Nina fucking a hundred men and chat and everyone watching this being with one girl who's had only one body? That means when you marry her, some dude, one man on earth, busted a load into your everything. The woman you're marrying. So whether it's a hundred bodies or one, it has to be zero. It is you know what I mean?
0: Alright, ladies, if you've had a load in you, even one. You're Ruined. Why don't you just Kill yourself. Kill yourself. And that is a proper sound drop. Let's not get carried away now. Real quick, before we get into the news, over the, whatever, the nearly 20 years of this podcast, we've had fun with those uh, Casey Kasem outtakes. Some of you younger listeners probably don't even know who Casey Kasem is. He used to be this radio DJ. He would host these national shows that would air on a bunch of radio stations. It'd be like a countdown show, like the top 40 songs of the week, and he would count them down. Coming in at number 38, Matchbox 20, 3 a.m. Lead singer Rob Thomas said, this song is about his mom's meth addiction. You know, like, whatever. He would tell, like, a little story, a little backstory about the the song or whatever, and then play the music. Uh, Anyway, the most famous uh, outtake... Where Casey got mad while recording this show Is about um, a long-distance dedication Which is a segment he used to do
8: Whether we have kids or pets or neither It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio And here's what he writes Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request But I'm quite sincere And it'll mean a lot if you play it Recently there was a death in our family He was a little dog named Snuggles But he was most certainly a part of Let's go start again
0: Okay, I, I just have to stop right here before we get into the full-on freakout and tell you, like, this is a perfect comedy bit. I mean, I mean, it's, it's 100% serious, but, I mean, if you think uh, how the stars had to have aligned, <laughs> right? Everything about this clip is so funny. First of all, he's doing a dedication read, right? They're dedicating a song to a dog. A guy wrote into Casey Kasem about his dead dog. The dead dog's name is Snuggles, which is funny. So it's already hilarious that Casey's doing this serious read about a dog named Snuggles, and then it goes off the rails.
8: I'm coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please.
0: Right, he's getting angrier and angrier. Play the record. Come on, play the record, please. Please. <laughs>
8: See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week.
0: I love that part, too, where he starts bringing up other things that are annoying him. You know, the picture thing, Casey probably wouldn't have brought up on its own, but he's already pissed. Now he's in a rage about this dog dedication thing. Oh, yeah. And what the fuck? Where are the pictures I was supposed to see? You know, poor Casey is surrounded by incompetence here.
8: Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. Since the last goddamn time, I want somebody use his fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is, uh, that's up camp for, and I gotta talk about a fucking dog
0: dying. Like, right there! That's the end! That's the end, and it's like the perfect button! I gotta talk about a fucking dog dying! (laughs) It's just the, it's one of the greatest things ever committed to tape. That is the greatness uh, that's Casey Kasem or was Casey Kasem. Now, Casey died, I don't know, back in 2013, maybe somewhere around there. We talked a little bit about his death as it was happening because there was some drama like the body went missing for a while or there was like a fight, a family fight between the wife uh, of Casey Kasem and uh, his children from another woman. So it took a while for Casey to actually be buried or cremated or whatever. I didn't realize how nutty it actually got, though. The news magazine 48 Hours did a story about Casey Kasem's death and the family circus surrounding it. I've got some clips here. The TV show first talks to Jeannie Kasem, who was uh, the wife of Casey. She basically blames everything on the
3: children, including Casey's death. Around 2012, according to Jeannie, Casey was fed up and cut them off financially. Jeannie says the kids were furious, but instead of getting mad, Jeannie claims Carrie and the others did something almost unimaginable.
9: I believe that Carrie Kasem did kill my husband.
0: Dun, 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 Carrie, obviously being one of the children.
9: That it was a long-term, premeditated plan, and he's
4: gone.
0: Let's be honest, it is plausible that the kids killed Casey if, like, you know, he was withholding his money, but they're all in his will. So the only way they can get access to the money is when Casey dies. They could help speed that along. Now, it should also be noted that Casey Kasem wasn't doing well health-wise, He had some, like, Parkinson's-like disease, and he was old.
3: Do you believe that your husband, Casey Kasem, feared his children? Yes. And feared that they could do what? What they did. Which was?
0: Kill him. Carrie Kasem shares a uh, difference of opinion there.
10: There is no more evil in this world than Gene Thompson Kasem.
0: So the wife is keeping uh, Casey Kasem away from his kids. Meanwhile, he's in the hospital, because he ain't doing so well. The kids finally figure out where Casey is at, like the rehab facility or hospital he's staying in, and they decide to go visit him, and the wife catches wind to, to what's happening, and she just like yanks Casey Kasem out of that hospital. He's like connected to tubes and shit. He's like practically
3: on life support. She's like, we're going home! Carrie and Julie decided they needed to go to court to try to get custody of their dad.
10: We had not seen him since February. Now this is May.
3: But Jean was having none of it. The day she found out they were headed to court, she made a dramatic move. At 2.30 in the morning, doctors say Jeannie ordered Casey's surgically implanted nutrition tube and IV disconnected and checked him out of the rehab facility. The doctor in charge of Casey's care later wrote the following letter to police. Quote, she was informed of the risks of doing so and was told she was placing Mr. Kasim in great bodily harm or possible demise. He's saying that you could have killed him.
0: That is not true. Yeah, but that's what the doctor said. He wrote it. The, the reporter is just like reading you his notes. No. Yes. No, that's not true. This bitch is just not willing to acknowledge reality. I love all the ominous music and um, like sound effects that 48 Hours uses.
3: Casey was loaded into a black SUV and disappeared into the darkness. No, he's ill. Kasem's daughter doesn't know where he is.
10: Dad once told me, don't ever go up against Jean. You don't know what she's capable of.
0: Ooh. Well, Gene uh, or Genie or whatever took Casey Kasem to Las Vegas. Poor guy's on his deathbed. And she's like, let's go to a resort. I'm in the mood to gamble with your life. Uh, and then I think she realized that the kids were hot on her trail. So they stuck. The, the wife stuck Casey Kasem on a charter flight to Seattle. Now he's like hundreds and hundreds or thousands of miles away from uh, his
3: home <laughs> where he should be there resting and dying. But Casey's stay here was about to come to an end. Carrie won a new court order. Carrie again is the daughter. She was coming from L.A. to get Casey and take him to a hospital. And things were about to get weird. In
8: the honor of King David.
3: Very weird. That was Jeannie,
0: the wife, talking about King David. Weird. (laughs) Throwing bricks or meat or something. In the
2: honor of King David.
0: Very weird.
2: To the dogs!
10: To
0: the dogs! Okay, now the story's getting good. We
10: pull up, and then fire trucks show up, another ambulance shows up because Gene has caused a fit.
3: As seen in this broadcast on NBC News.
10: I saw geriatric Harley Davidson riders that were forming a line to not let me in. It's so crazy and so weird.
3: That line of bikers was led by Shasta's brother. Remember how I said Casey
0: is staying at a house in Seattle? That house is owned by Shasta. That's who Shasta is. Uh, Shasta is one of Jeannie's friends.
9: Casey started yelling, I don't want to go. I don't want to leave. No, no, no.
0: I think uh, Jeannie now is going to explain why she was throwing meat at everyone. Terrified, Jeannie called her lawyer. She really should have used her head because this is not a good look. You know, if you want control over your husband's affairs, you need to seem uh, sane.
9: I dropped the phone and I turned around to look for something and there was meat in the kitchen and i it just, was frozen I, hamburger. I grabbed the meat <laughs> and I came out. Thanks
0: for the clarification. These reporters are very thorough. The meat was hamburger
9: out here. And then um, I started walking this way. With the meat in my hand. So. The order of King David. Go ahead and take
3: me. The order then she took okay, aim. I am,
10: Jean throws a piece of frozen meat at me, screaming nonsense. Take
8: I, the floor I, floor get I the am, I
3: meat to you. Why meat, though? Why grab meat?
9: To me, they were treating my husband an American treasure. Casey Kasem, like a piece of meat.
0: I don't know if I told you guys this, but I guess Casey Kasem's estate was worth $100 million. That's why everyone's going so cuckoo. There's a lot of money at stake here. There's a lot of steak at stake here, too. She's throwing all sorts of meat.
10: Insane. No,
3: it was hamburger meat.
10: Crazy. You saw the real Gene Thompson Kasem.
3: So if I may ask you, are you crazy?
0: Oh, that is absolutely the best question a reporter can ask someone looking straight in their eye. Are you crazy? Well, what do you think she's going to say? No, I'm not. Oh.
9: Dog.
3: <laughs> Carrie dodged the meat attack, <laughs> then jumped in the ambulance with her dad and <laughs> sped away to a local hospital. Dodged the meat attack. <laughs> Where a doctor was standing by.
10: The first thing. He said to me right when i got him in the hospital your dad may not live very long i'm just gonna let you know
0: this kind of proves that the wife didn't really prioritize casey's best interest i mean if if the daughter is telling the truth here right because casey should have been in a hospital this
3: entire time when casey arrived here at saint anthony's hospital His diagnosis was grim. He had, according to hospital records, a urinary tract infection and a stage 3 ulcer of his back. That's an open wound going almost to the bone. Damn! Within days, doctors would also diagnose septic shock, Hmm. respiratory failure, a lung infection, and a host of other ailments. Flying up
0: Casey Kasem's medical charts is ailment number 3, an ulcer to the bone. Now let's turn our attention to number two, a band who last week was at the top of the charts, dropping one spot to number two, the Eurotrash rock
3: band, Septic Shock.
6: Casey Kasem's top 40 medical problems.
3: (laughs) I don't know. Shasta says Casey, who was taken out of the house that day, was nowhere near death. Okay, so the doctor
0: lied then. Is that what you're saying, Shasta? Why you gotta be so McNasty? Jeannie basically then, uh, you know, goes to the hospital to take Casey home because he
3: seems to be doing fine. But when she arrived, the doctor wouldn't release him, saying Casey was in pain.
9: He wasn't in any pain. They wanted him to be in pain.
3: So, you know, Jeannie uh, comes
0: off sounding crazy, but also you get the feeling that maybe the kids really are in it for the money because lo and behold... The second the kids get a hold of Casey, you know, they take him to the hospital. And then all of a sudden the doctor's like, "Ooh, this is really bad. He ain't doing good. A couple days later, they're like, yeah, he's probably going to die. You might want to pull the plug. And so the kids are like,
10: yeah, great idea. Pull the plug. We had three doctors come in and say, this is futile. Your father's dying. His organs are shutting down. He can no longer digest food.
0: I mean, just a few days ago, he was in Seattle sitting upright. There was even, like, a wellness check done on him. And the cops were like, yeah, he was talking. Carrie and her siblings now
3: faced a wrenching decision. Oh, I know exactly what they decided. Pull the plug! Pull the plug! They say they followed a doctor's recommendation to stop Casey's hydration and nutrition. Yeah, let's
0: starve the asshole. No more water, no more food. That, that should finish the job for Casey course he's gonna die. Uh, So several days later, he did pass away. Everyone was there. Well, almost everyone. We
10: were all surrounding him on the bed with our hands on him. Every single one of us was touching him.
0: My hand was around his neck, whispering to him, go to the light, go to sleep. What is your ATM pin number before you go? As he took his last breath.
10: We were all there, all of us. And who was missing? his wife, and Liberty.
0: Liberty is the daughter of Casey Kasem and uh, crazy pants
3: over here, Gina, Gira, whatever her name is.
10: <laughs> it was 100% their choice not to be there.
3: This court order says you can visit him at any time. No one can stop you. And what Carrie is saying is that you chose not to see Casey anymore in the hospital.
0: That's not true. No, that's a lie, too. Even though, again, you've got the paper in front of you that you're reading. That is
9: not true at all. We were afraid to go to the hospital.
0: See, when she says shit like that, that's not believable. She's like, you know, going to hospitals, unhooking his IV, putting them on charter planes, flying them all over the U.S., throwing
3: frozen meat at the kids. You don't strike me as the type of woman who's afraid. In death... The war of the Kasems grew even more fierce.
0: Of course, because it's about the money. Remember I told you that the uh, the corpse of Casey Kasum was uh, in limbo for a while? That's because the wife here f- flew the corpse <laughs> to Montreal,
3: of all fucking places. And why Montreal?
9: He was there... For a time, because his burial was being obstructed,
3: Casey's body remained in Canada on ice for weeks. As his widow, weeks he Je- had full control over his burial.
9: Casey and I had spoken about this, about where he would like to be buried, and it was in Israel.
0: Okay, let's fly the body to Israel and bury him. I
3: mean, you know, the the body's not that fresh at this point. It's got to be starting to stink a little. But Casey's children thought that was crazy. Okay, I guess we're not going to go the Israel route. What's wrong with that? Who cares where he's buried? My
10: dad's as American as apple pie. He lived in Los Angeles for 58 years. He wanted to be buried in Los Angeles.
3: Casey's body took flight again. This time, to of all places... Norway. What?
0: Like <laughs> the, the the dead Casey Kasem has been to more countries than I have been. Again, this is Jeannie. Jeannie's doing all of this. She
3: wanted a funeral in Norway, so she got one, baby. Where Jeannie orchestrated a burial fit for a king. Only she and Liberty were at Casey's gravesite. <laughs> But they did bring their own camera crew. Why Norway, of all places?
9: There are concrete reasons for that. But because I'm in litigation, I can't share that with you.
0: Also, her voice is very suspect.
6: I wish I could tell you why I shipped a corpse in a box to Norway. I've got a great reason, but unfortunately, my
0: lips are sealed. Another reason she just seems crazy, right?
10: My dad's never been to Norway. She's not Norwegian. What is going on here? When you tell so many lies, you get caught up in them.
0: It's very strange. Well, eventually, uh, both sides settled. We don't know how much money was exchanged. We don't know who got what. But both sides have uh, you know, um, ended litigation against one another. So it's kind of anticlimactic. But At least that part of the nightmare has come to an end. I still think uh, Casey Kasem's body is stuck in Norway, though. So sorry about that, Casey, if that's not what you wanted. Any last words, Casey?
8: The countdown will begin (laughs) this Sunday afternoon at one right
0: here on the radio station you grew up with. Music radio 138. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, indeed. All right. In with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist. Right up. distorted view daily consider signing up for the sideshow that's DV's member site where you gain full access to the entire archive of programs more importantly every week I do brand new exclusive shows just for paying freaks typically two times a week tomorrow's episode is going to be sideshow exclusive and we'll do another one on Thursday it's a great time to sign up memberships very inexpensive only six dollars and 99 cents a month even less when you opt for a quarterly semi-annual yearly or lifetime membership All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. When you sign up through the website, you get access to a uh, personalized RSS feed that works with most podcasting apps like Apple Podcasts or Overcast, Pocket Cast, you know, the big ones. For an even easier way to gain access, if you happen to use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can now sign up right in those apps on your mobile phone. Just a few taps, bing, bang, boom, you're in. Super easy. The Sideshow exclusive episodes will appear alongside the free episodes in your feed, which is very convenient. All right. For more information, check out distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com. One final way to help us out, because believe it or not, this is how I make my living. Uh, Patreon.com slash distortedview. Yes, we have a Patreon account. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. If you like DV, again, please consider supporting it. If you pledge at least $5, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first, which is a cool little perk. I think we have some patrons checking in today. We'll get to those calls in just a few minutes. But first, the news. I'm so into. To I'm so about the news I'm so about the news That's how we're starting off Monday, motherfuckers Alright, uh, first story I have for you Inexperienced wingsuit skydiver Oh, this story cannot end well for that poor gentleman I mean, this is Distorted View Daily after all Who actually thinks the news story is going to go like this? An experienced wingsuit diver landed another perfect flight. When his feet touched the ground, a crowd that began growing as they saw the man flying in the sky erupted into applause. And then the wingsuit diver was presented with a trophy and a puppy. And he rode off into the sunset on a galloping horse. And that horse was shitting out cotton candy. Life is grand, isn't it? No! This this guy's gonna die. An experienced wingsuit skydiver smashed into a plane's wing. (laughs) It's already going so very badly for this wingsuit diver. All right, let's see if he can recover. Uh, An experienced wingsuit diver smashed into a plane's wing and was (laughs) decapitated. (laughs) I'm gonna say no. He did not recover. He didn't uh, end up sticking the landing. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Yes, he was decapitated just 20 seconds into his jump. So it didn't even really start off that good. You can't really say things took a turn for the worse when it started off so fucking sucky for this guy. All right. Uh, this happened in the south of France. Nicholas Gailey, 40, was the first of two skydivers who were released from the single-engine plane at 14,000 feet over the town of Bolocon in July 2018. I'm sure I nailed that pronunciation. Moments later, the aircraft's pilot, identified only as 64-year-old Alan C., rapidly descended and caught up with the skydivers as they were gliding in their wingsuits. The plane's left wing and a strut clipped Gailey, beheading him the victim's emergency parachute then opened i mean why bother yeah his lifeless and more importantly headless body landed in a field in the wake of Gailey's death the pilot was charged with manslaughter with prosecutors arguing that his errors caused the horrific accident allen defended himself in court insisting that he had done nothing wrong and that Gailey did not follow the expected course and should have never been on that course According to the pilot, Gailey, an engineer and skydiver with 226 jumps under his belt, was parallel to the plane, and Alan thought he was further south. I thought my flight path made sense, the pilot testified. This has been a tragedy, a great tragedy of my life, but I am not at fault. Allen, who worked for a local skydiving school, admitted on the stand that he had not briefed the skydivers and wingsuit jumpers uh, about the jump. I mean, these guys are experienced. 226 jumps. They don't need a a briefing. I mean, I guess ultimately they did. Would have helped a little. You don't want to lose your head out there, literally. Uh, He lost track of the wingsuit jumpers and assumed he was clear of them even though he acknowledged that they don't descend much and can be in conflict with the aircraft, you know, as was the case on uh, on that fateful day. It also emerged during the trial that the 64-year-old aviator was flying with an invalid license after he violated some restrictions stemming from an unspecified medical condition. Oh, that does not bode well for you, sir. Prosecutor Gene uh, Regan... Boy having a tough time with those names, argued that Gailey was the only one who obeyed the rules without negligence on the day of that ill-fated jump. She asked for a 12-month suspended sentence for the pilot and a fine of more than $10,000 for his employer. The verdict in the manslaughter trial is due in November. All right, second story we have for you today. Hundreds of people who identify as dogs gathered outside of a train station in the fetish capital of the world, Boise, Idaho. No, it wasn't Boise, Idaho. These hundreds of human-dog hybrids howled and barked at each other in a strange public demonstration. This all went down in Berlin's Potsdamer Platz railway station. Video of the event showed reams of young men decked out in rubber and dog masks barking away. Reports that the gathering was for people who identify as dogs is only partly true as it occurred during Folsom Europe, an annual BDSM and leather subculture street fair, which attracts gay men who are into various fetishes. Awesome! Another news story that paints gay people in a positive light. This will not at all freak out normal straight people. Many of the gay dogs were encouraging children to pet them. What? It's only a matter of time before straight people just start hunting gay people down. Like, taking a, you know, kill-on-sight approach. No, I'm sure that these, uh, gay dogs were not telling children to pet them. Oh, I I hope they weren't. Anyway, this particular fetish is called pup play, and these individuals, mostly young, are cosplaying. Most do not believe they are dogs. That most, not all. There are a few really deranged freaks out there. Most people, though, are just wearing fetish costumes. According to SDLGBTN... Oh, no. Have we added more letters to this fucking acronym? SDLGBTNQIA+. No, uh, SDLGBTN is a lesbian, gay, trans, and bisexual news site. All right. The term PUP, according to them, is commonly used within the gay community to describe a young, submissive man who is willing to be trained and molded into the perfect partner. Well, if that's what that means, then, yeah, I'm looking for a pup, too. You know, I'll put up with him wearing a rubber mask. As long as he's completely submissive and will let me mold him, yeah, go for it. All right, uh, this year's edition of Folsom Europe ran from September 6th to September 10th. The final day included segments such as Puppy Games by Pups and Dogs Berlin Brandenburg, whatever that is, and a fetish boat ride. Trans-species people do not feel or identify as human beings, but instead as specific animals or mythological beings. The most common creatures are dogs, cats, horses, birds, unicorns, dragons, elves, and even angels. One man who saw the video on X, formerly known as Twitter, wrote, I know better than to be surprised anymore, but come on. Another penned jokingly. If they can get arrested, do they go to the pound? (coughs) Would they chase a cat? Someone should check that out next time they gather, wrote another not funny person. Soon they'll be letting them compete at dog shows and giving them a medal for being so brave. You think I'm kidding, dot, dot, dot. Some, though, were supportive of people exploring their fetishes in a non-harmful way, as one man wrote, So, people gather and cosplay as dogs. I don't see an issue here. To be honest, there is much weirder stuff to worry about. Toko, a man from Japan, hit the headlines when he bought a $15,000 collie costume, so he could live life as a dog. Quote, I became a rough collie because I wanted to be an animal, he said. I rarely tell my friends because I'm afraid they will think I'm weird. My friends and family seemed very surprised to learn that I became an animal. Here's just a little bit of the audio from the video that's been circulating. That's the sound of hundreds of human dogs. Submissive, horny, gay dogs. There must have been so much ass-sniffing going on there. All right, final story we have for you today. An elderly woman who was discharged from the hospital on morphine was taken back to the wrong home and then laid down in the wrong bed. Joyce Wright, 83, was incorrectly discharged from Pilgrim Hospital in Boston after a hip operation and taken to a house 40 miles away from where she actually lived. Hospital workers opened a key safe intended for another patient's discharge, then left her in their bed. Her son, Andy, 55, was like, Where's mom? She should have been home by now. Andy, I have some troubling news for you. Your mom is unconscious, sleeping in a strange house three towns away. Yeah, her son, Andy, 55, did not know that she had been sent home and only found out when the relatives of the other patient found her the next morning. Andy said, It was dark, and my mom was on pain relief, on morphine, so obviously things were a bit confusing for her. She didn't quite realize where she was at that particular time, and obviously she was quite drowsy. He said it was absolutely shocking and feared something worse could have happened. It's unbelievable. What if they gave my mom the wrong medication? I thought patients wear wristbands, so this this can't happen. And he said he was very, very angry when he found out about the epic error and believed what happened was a result of the pressure that everybody is under. Oh, it's so stressful right now for everyone. Ambulance staff rushed to collect her from the home and then took her back to the hospital. And now she's well and in good spirits. She did say that the bed that she was laid down in was comfortable. So there's that. She was thought to have been mistaken for another female patient in the room next door who was also ready to go home. Now, I said at the top here that this took place in Boston. uh, Apparently, there's a Boston in the UK. So, You know, this did not happen in the United States. Something like that couldn't happen here. First of all, hospitals don't drive patients home here. When they kick you out, it's your responsibility to get a ride. Call an Uber or something. All right. A spokesman for the United Lincolnshire Hospital, NHS Trust, and East Midlands Ambulance Service. See, very European name there. We have spoken with both patients and their families to offer our heartfelt and sincere apologies. This clearly falls below the standard of care we want to deliver. A review is underway to ensure that it doesn't happen again. The trust has since launched an investigation into what happened. I wouldn't even bother. The old lady was like, this was fun. The bed was so comfortable and soft. It was like staying at a hotel. Is this what the kids call Airbnb? Yes, Nana. That old bitch was still out of it. You know, high on morphine. Best night's sleep ever. I'm going to leave them a five star review. It's not Airbnb, Nana. Get with the fucking program. This was like negligence on the on the part of the hospital. You need to act all distraught about it so we can, you know, start a lawsuit. Stop talking about how comfortable the bed was. The room was large and there was a TV in there. Shut up, old woman. All right, uh, there you go. That my friends is your distorted news for Monday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Alright guys, love to hear from you freaks and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram facebook.com slash show. Alright, we've got some patrons calling in. Uh, yes caller?
11: Jagoo, Timmy. Jugu. Uh, toilet. So, in the Discord, we're having a really irrelevant stupid conversation about uh, enthused about the news.
0: Oh, I just sang that song today.
11: Not really a conversation, we're just referencing it. And we're talking about your use of more time compared to the four time call. Alright, let me let me let me just give you my thinking here.
0: The reason why I think it's four time is what I could use, right? The reason why is because it's odd to use the word more M-O-R-E. Twice so close together. So a caller called in and said, Tim, it's not four time I can use. It's more time I could use, which kind of makes sense, right? More time is what I could use to write more stories, right? There's like more and then more again. I don't like that. I don't like using words, the same words so close to one another. More time is what I could use to write more. Yeah,
11: no. That's why I like four Or he said that it's four time And you're like no Or the caller said it's more time And you're like no it's four time I hear four time It's four time But let's literally Look at this Look at it Let's, Let's see if you are thinking like me Let's hear this properly Four time is what I could use To write more stories about the news Or more time is what I could use to write more stories about the news. Right. Which one do you think is the logical choice? Four. (laughs) This is a show for children. So, your argument that it's four time, because it's like old time you speak, this is a show for kids in the 80s. Mm, I don't know. More time.
0: You know, I feel like back then.
11: People spoke more, more properly. Is that, right? Is that the right way to say that? Mean, would make sense. He wants he's enthused about the news, and he wants more time to make more stories about the news. Mm-hmm. No, I don't buy that. You saying four time is very gay, <laughs> endearing oh. in its own way, but, but it's objectively wrong. Hmm. It's more time.
0: I'm gonna stick by the way I sing it. I like my version better.
12: Hey, Jimmy, boo. I just listened to what I don't know what today is, the Friday show. And um, so when you played that pedophile dude, when...
0: You're going to have to narrow that down.
12: He said that fucking, he was upset about people calling people pedophiles. And here's why. My first fucking instinct was going to be, that he's gonna say, oh well, they're they're not pedophiles. They're wh- what's the fucking term for um, for uh, post-pubescent
6: yeah.
11: little
12: girls? That's that, like a hebephiles or whatever hebephile. I don't remember one of those. I remember an old fucking Hebrew post files post. That was <laughs> fucking hilarious. With this, I think that's anti-Semitic. What you just said, dude, who's getting mad on the internet because his uncle was a fucking pedophile? He's like, he's not a pedophile. Right, he's a hebephile. I know. It's I like, don't even know if that's the right term. I think it's the right term. But still, I knew this guy was going to fucking go like, when,
0: when, when that's the hill you're going to die on, you, you know, you're, you're a pedophile. Direction.
12: And I love you for this. But Jesus Christ, what a retard. Yep. I love you, Timmy.
5: Yeah, that guy was something else, man. Hey, boo. Baggy's mom here. Long time caller for some listener. Hey, uh, uh... This has the AI informed uh, Coke flavor, and uh, I think it sucks. Yeah, I don't
0: like it either.
5: Um, both me and my girlfriend think that like it's kind of just like regular Coke, except they added like rose flavor to it. Rose. Like, w- which makes sense for an AI informed flavor. I didn't get uh, that. It's,
0: it's it is an odd.
5: Flavor. It's not as bad as the previous one, which was like League of Legends banana once flavored.
0: Yeah, that was the, um, uh, not World of Warcraft, that other game. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's I know what you're talking not about. Not
5: great. Anyway.
0: But- yeah, my favorite, uh, I liked, uh, Starlight, actually. I thought out of all of them, Starlight was good. And I liked the... I think it was Coca-Cola Move, uh, which is probably not everyone's favorite, but I like Uh, that one, too. Looking
5: for your take on it, because uh, I think it fucking sucks. I think it's fucking awful. Yeah, it's not great, no. It, it, It really is, like, just one of the worst, like, Coke flavors. I
0: think the worst one that I've tasted so far is Bite. And that one only came in the zero, you know, like the zero sugar version, uh, which, I, you know, I'm going to hate it to begin with. But just the flavor itself was bad.
5: Coke, you know, creation flavor they did is probably the best.
0: Uh, Check this shit out. Next year, Dr. Pepper is going to be launching a uh, coconut... Uh, was it was like coconut cream version of Dr. Pepper, which is very interesting to me. That's something you don't you don't. That's a flavor profile <laughs> you don't see a lot of in soda. They did. They of course, you know, Dr. Pepper did the strawberries and cream many years ago. They did berries and cream. One of my favorite Dr. Peppers of recent years is uh, it came in a blue can and I think it, it wasn't a cream one. It was just Dr. Pepper dark berry. I think it was a movie tie-in for one of those Jurassic Park movies. Oh, it was so good. They should bring that shit back. I, you know, I will say, even though I don't like most of the Coca-Cola creation uh, variations that are coming out, I like that they're trying limited edition things. You know me, I like new sodas. So it's fun, even if it is bad. You know, you would buy one, try it, gag on it, throw it out. Once in a while, though, they uh, they have a good flavor. All right, uh, there you go. That is all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me, show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206 666 4463. That's 206 666. Oh, God, is it God? Okay?
6: Pin me against that old magnolia tree. And stick your sweet D Up my confederate traitor Scum shit shoot
0: At the distortion STD Tell all your friends about the program Don't forget to give us a 5 star rating A thumbs up or like wherever you can rate And review podcasts Tomorrow's episode is going to be sideshow exclusive The only way you can hear it Is if you sign up Oh I sure hope you do Otherwise uh, I will see you back on Wednesday Until then have a great day
12: Bye everybody
4: doctor wants to dilate my asshole to the size of a fucking coconut
7: this has been another excellent podcast from the scrub media group
1: learn more at scrub.net